Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Ahmad Bhatti, a fourth generation homeopath with over 25 years of professional experience and practice in this field of healing. The Homeopathy Health Show is the online voice of homeopathy around the world, promoting and raising awareness of this truly unique system of healing, which is suitable for all ages, young and old. Every week I invite guests from the world of homeopathy to come and share their experiences, their work, offer insights and essentially talk all things homeopathy. Why not visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast button to listen to the latest episodes. So let's begin today's show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. Hi everybody, I do hope you're well and that you've had a pleasant week. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome my guest on this week's show, who is none other than Dr. Rajan Sankaran. In the almost 40 years of his spectacular career as a dedicated doctor, researcher, teacher and author, Dr. Rajan Sankaran has revolutionised the practice of homeopathy, not only in India where he lives, but across the world. What he has done to change the way homeopaths understand and practice homeopathy has earned him a prominent place, not only in the annals of this increasingly popular system of medicine, but also in the hearts of legions of people whose lives he has enhanced, directly or indirectly. Uh, Dr. Rajan Sangaran, it's an absolute honour, truly is, to have you on the Homeopathy Health Show today. Thank you for, for coming to talk to me. Yeah, most welcome. You know, if I can be of any help to anyone, it's okay. You have 40 years of practice and you've added so much to the field of homeopathy as far as the thought process, uh, the thought process, the thinking behind remedies, uh, the methods, the practicability, the applicability. But uh, this, um, this journey that you've had, of course, started from your late father, so do tell us where that turning point came for you, perhaps, or was there actually a turning point where you thought, this is what I want to do, I want to be in this field of healing as well? One of the main motivators for me was to see the results, you know. And uh, I can perhaps speak of two or three such instances which uh, come to my mind and have left a mark on me. The first one was where my mother developed acute appendicitis mm. and my father was to go to Calcutta to teach homeopathy to teachers. You know, there was a course like that. And he was to leave the next day and the previous day she developed acute appendicitis and she was in a lot of pain and fever and all of that. I was perhaps 8 or 10 years old or something like that. And uh, I said to him, uh, how will you be able to go tomorrow? And he was so confident of the medicine that he was going to give her. He said, you will see by tomorrow she is fine in the morning. And that's exactly what happened. And she was so totally fine. <laughs> Mm. That she actually cooked his meal before he left. So this kind of confidence that he had and the results that I saw with my own eyes. I remember I was in his clinic and they brought a boy. I was small. I was 12, 14 years old. I would just visit his clinic once in a while. And I saw that... Uh, they had brought a young boy, he must have been 12, 14 years old, carried in the arms of his father, uh, weak, with uh, almost a collapsed situation. And this boy had typhoid and it was almost the 10th or the 12th day of typhoid. And uh, they brought him in that situation. And uh, he prescribed for this boy and within two days, the boy was up and about, you know. I have seen these things with my own eyes. Hmm. They inspired me a lot. And I would say one more instance which I am not able to forget is that 
we were traveling on a holiday in a southern indian town called selam and as our taxi was going through the main street my father saw the sign board of an ophthalmologist and he said oh i think this is my patient this is what he said and i said what do you mean mm. he said well you know he had written to me a f- couple of years ago that he had some eye issue and uh, he had sent me his case history the question questionnaire form that my father had and he said i had prescribed and i think he got better i think this is my patient right so i said but you 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 have to visit him he said no 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 it's not necessary no i said i insist stop the car so we stopped we went to the clinic of this ophthalmologist and uh, my father you know he was dressed in very informal clothes you know in the south indian style with lungi and all like a like a farmer he was dressed and uh, we went and ent- entered the clinic and the receptionist said yes what you want so my father said we want to meet this doctor said okay wait so then the doctor came out and he looked at my father you know who looked like a villager you know and they had never met you see it was just correspondence hmm. so my father said i am dr shankaran and that i was witness to this you see and the doctor looked at him as if with some sign of familiarity and then he said i am from mumbai and something brighter happened and then he said i am a homeopath you should have seen the expression on that doctor's face his arms went up you know and he screamed he said wow <laughs> and then he just literally picked up my father and put him up on his arms you know it was it was a little bit so so joyous he was and then he told me he said you know this man has saved my life you know my eyes were in a very bad shape and i being an ophthalmologist i couldn't do anything and then i sent uh, the questionnaire to your father and it healed within 3 to 4 months a very very difficult eye situation i don't remember what it was so i can't tell you more but seeing instances like this it um, inspired me and i said yes there this system is is really really valuable and uh, then later on when it came to you know choosing a career for myself i actually wanted to be a lawyer hmm. and my father said yes you are absolutely welcome to be a lawyer but my only suggestion is that you spend a few days in the court before you decide what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> real experience <laughs> that would paid to my any desire to be a, a lawyer <laughs> because in when you are a lawyer of course you can do good work but you are so dependent on the system you know you mm. can be brilliant but the system uh, can really uh, impede all your you know and uh, in india the court system is notorious you know you get justice after years and years decades if at all hmm. so i thought i want to do something where my effort my skill you know is not dependent on anybody and i can help people and this was readily in front of me so that was the reason i decided to do homeopathy at the end of the day homeopathy is is very simple it's whether we choose to perhaps overcomplicate it the, the the cure is there you're renowned for your humility and you know that's that makes a big difference to healing and also the fact that your father was so was so you know confident in his prescriptions and that makes a difference to the prescription itself doesn't it that confidence to some extent it is possible that your confidence in yourself encourages the patient to stay with your treatment long enough for it to be effective and if you are shaky and you are not confident the patient is not going to be confident enough mm. to pursue the treatment because in chronic cases it does take time 
and we need to hold the patient till that time and it's your confidence that's going to hold hold them sometimes we give remedies with great confidence and nothing happens and then when we see the case somewhat differently and we choose a more appropriate remedy then healing happens so i do believe that the skill involved in choosing the remedy for the patient is equally important and uh, it's more important in homeopathy because it is such a subjective science and we do not have laboratories or pet scans or things like that that can confirm the choice of our remedy hmm. and therefore my endeavor in my homeopathic research or journey you can say is to find ways and means and methods by which we can be more sure about the remedy and the way that i found is that instead of looking at one side or one aspect of the case if we are able to look at the same case from different aspects then you can be more sure so for example you know some people prescribe on the physical symptoms and some people prescribe on the pathology some people prescribe on the miasm some people prescribe on the mind symptoms or the nature of the patient some people prescribe on the experience of the patient which i would later on i would name it as sensation etc but if we are able to look at the same case from all the angles and not one and we are able to see the same remedy from different angles then you can be more sure it is like sending your patient to a laboratory and getting it confirmed your diagnosis hmm. so we our laboratory is also subjective but what i had um, endeavored to do was to look at the case from many aspects and uh, i in the course of my work i uncovered certain aspects of patients and remedies which were somewhat not so much utilized earlier you know this actually leads to a sensation method and there's something very very uh beautiful about the method itself and and the steps to follow but uh, you obviously came to this after many years of of um i suppose observation of the patients but was there a turning point here or was this just a gradual step towards this you know this method that you have now termed a sensation well they say that when newton was sitting under a tree and an apple fell on his head hmm. he discovered gravity but i have certain questions about this incident because i do believe that many people sat under many trees and many apples have fallen before but gravity was not discovered before newton so what is it that you know was the eureka moment for him must have come after many many years of thinking of trying to understand phenomena and then it is that one thing that actually catalyzes a discovery so nothing um, happens just out of chance so therefore the sensation method also is a part of an evolutionary process that began with you know um classical homeopathic practice where if i would just enumerate the steps it would be easier to understand you see traditionally homeopathy prescription is based upon the symptoms the remedy symptoms should match the patient symptoms this is the law of homeopathy you see similia similibus you know hmm. and so when a patient comes his symptoms are noted and then we try to match which remedy has those symptoms then from that the next step was that you don't want to just match any kind of random symptom you know you don't match headache and you don't match 
irritability because these are very common. It will be found in all the remedies. So you want what is called characteristic symptoms. That means headache, which I get in the morning on waking, it is sharp shooting in the right temple and it is better by pressure. That will kind of shortlist your remedies, you see. So that is the next step. Then the third step is the idea of holistic healing. That means we have to take the symptoms of the entire being, not just one part or the other part, because the philosophy is that disease is an affection of the whole organism and not something partial. So therefore, homeopaths would traditionally take all the symptoms, including the general symptoms of the patient, his likes, dislikes, sleep, dreams, etc., etc., and also uh, the peculiarities of the person's nature or state of mind. So the founder Hahnemann, in uh, his, uh, his seminal work called The Organon of Medicine, he laid great emphasis on the mental state of the person that please match, especially a remedy that matches the mind state hmm. of the patient. This would be the most characteristic of all symptoms. That's what he wrote in the paragraph number 211. So this is what we followed. And we also saw that when you prescribe or match the mind state, then the results are far better than if you just match random symptoms. So we started to explore this area. And then from here, we kind of took off a little bit and said, what is the mind state? What is it exactly? You know, why is a certain person afraid of the dark, for example? And then we understand that the mind state is an expression of the individual's perception, which we can call delusion. So is he afraid of the dark? It must be because he perceives something dangerous in the dark. So your mind state is an expression of your perception, which we called delusion. And mm. therefore, we started to try to understand not only the mind symptoms of a person, but his perception, which was reflected in his dreams. It was reflection uh, reflected in the metaphors that he used. You see, for example, somebody will say, I feel treated like a slave. This is the perception like a slave, like this is how I perceive myself. And the whole mind state is an expression of that, like how a slave would feel, for example. So we worked a lot on this delusion. And then we understood that these perceptions can be of three types, depending on the three kingdoms. So in one perception, there is the perception of I lack something or I will lose something, you see, as if I don't have the capacity. Another perception can be something affects me and I have to respond to that. And the third perception can be somebody affects me and I am the victim of this other person. So mm. these are the three possible perceptions. And so we connected this with the three kingdoms, mineral, plant and animal, mineral being the development or lack of structure or capability, plant being a certain sensitivity and reactivity, and animal being a victim and aggressor perception. So the same situation in anybody's life can be seen in these three different types of methods. You see, it's like wearing three different kinds of a yellow colored glass, a green colored glass and a blue colored glass. Everything looks like that. You see. So, for example, if if a, if a girl says I'm disappointed in love, she can perceive this to be a loss of relationship. She can perceive this to be a shock or a disappointment. She can perceive this to be a victim. These are the three ways she can perceive it. Mm. And then we have remedies from minerals, plants and animals, which we can match. So if this person's perception is like a victim, we will go to the animal kingdom and choose an animal remedy. And this made, you know, a different dimension of homeopathy. It's not only the symptoms now, 
but also the perception or the experience that needs to be matched along with the symptoms. So this was the next step. And then it was in this evolution that the sensation method emerged because then we understood that behind perceptions lie experiences that are felt both in the mind and the body at the same time. So when somebody says, I felt shocked, what are we talking about? Is it mental or is it physical? Hmm. It is both. Shock is something you can experience in the body and in the mind. Somebody says, I felt I was put into a tight spot. What is he talking about? I felt I was suffocated. People say that about their life situation. I'm suffocated in this marriage. What is he talking about? He's talking about a perception that is both physical and mental. And this kind of perception we call a sensation or experience. And each individual has his own individual experience deeply rooted within that individual. And every situation in his life is perceived, is experienced from that standpoint. Everything goes back to that. So if he says he's suffocated in a marriage, he's most probably suffocated in his business, he's most probably suffocated in his dreams, most probably he has even a lung problem that causes an actual feeling of suffocation. So when we um, take a history, we find that this core experience is what actually is the deepest pattern of an individual. And if you can match this deepest pattern to the remedy, then the chances of that remedy being the right one are uh, exponentially higher. So that's how the sensation method uh, came about. And uh, it, had, it has made a lot of difference, not only to finding a remedy, but actually to understand the phenomena of disease itself. That what is disease itself at the deepest level is this fixed embedded pattern uh, because of which we, we perceive and react to everything like that. It is the one that causes our stress. It is the one that reflects in our physical uh, diseases also. And uh, this understanding not only helps us in selecting a remedy, but later on I realized that the awareness of this pattern if the individual starts to become aware of that pattern, that awareness itself has a healing potential. Hmm. And at that point, I started to explore whether there are certain processes or methods by which the individual can be brought in direct uh, awareness of his own deepest pattern. And that's where I discovered something called the wise processes or witnessing inner song experience. Certain processes which uh, create this awareness or mirror your own pattern. And uh, these processes themselves have a deeply healing potential with or without the homeopathic remedy. That's a really fascinating uh, insight into the thought process there for the sensation method, indeed. Is it just homeopathy here that comes to, to somebody's help when, when treating cases which are perhaps very traumatic as well and where you're looking at these, you know, the recognition of certain patterns and, and traits which uh, uh, almost uh, mold a person into who, who they are at that present moment of, of an ailment? Or can can we facilitate that healing with other methods as well? Because I know that you are, you do use various other methods as well. And surely they are just as important because we're talking mind, body and spirit here. Well, I believe that all healing is basically based on the homeopathic principle of like cures like. Whether it you call it by that name of homeopathy or not, Every healing can only and only happen through the principle of awareness. 
through the principle of reflection, through the principle of mirroring. And that's what a homeopathic remedy does. It mirrors what is there inside you. You are giving something that is a mirror of what is playing inside you. You are playing your song to yourself. That's what it does. Now, this can be done with a homeopathic remedy, but it can also be done, as I told you, through these witnessing processes called wise, witnessing inner song experience. And it can also be done through music. It can also be done through storytelling. It can also be done through art. It can be done through movies. It can be done through counseling. But all of these various um, modalities that we are talking about have to be based on the idea of homeopathy, on the idea of mirroring. It cannot be based on the idea of allos or different or anti or opposite. You mm. see, if somebody has a grief and you go to console them, it's not good if you tell them a joke, you know, and say, oh, you are, you are feeling sad. Let Here is a joke for you. No, no, it's not going to work. It's going to go the other way around. Or if you tell them, okay, I'll give you a sleeping pill, you know, you are feeling too much, go to sleep. So these are the opposite or an antidepressant or whatever, you know, you know, or a tranquilizer. So these are the opposite. And uh, I, I must also say, uh, <laughs> at a certain risk of, you know, getting a bad name, that even meditation can be in some sense allopathic or antipathic. And what I mean by that, is if somebody has an idea of meditation that you have to stop your thoughts or you have to feel calmer or you have to be quieter or you have to shut off the world or you have to anesthetize yourself, you know, in that sense, this is not good. It is your, your stress is going to rebound on you. The mm. meditation that will heal you is awareness meditation. You can say, you know, where you take a step back and you start to witness what is going on. You don't try to stop your thoughts or your emotions. No, 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 no. Many people think meditation means you go and freeze your mind, you know, put it into an ice block and I feel so good. No, this, this good is, is very temporary. The real healing happens when you allow your thoughts and emotions to have their full play and then you take three steps back and become a witness or an awareness of what is happening. And not only your thoughts and emotions, I must say also the physical component, the somatic component of them, you know. So those thoughts and emotions are also uh, concomitantly uh, producing something in your body. So when you take a step back and, and observe the uh, what is happening in your thoughts, emotions, in your imagination, in your body, in your mind, then what, what, what you are observing is your pattern and the observation of your pattern deeper and deeper and deeper, especially if it is facilitated by somebody, this will have a healing effect. And here I must also caution that many people think that observation or awareness is an intellectual process. It's a process of understanding yourself or categorizing yourself. You know, I have inferiority complex. I have Oedipus complex. I have a depressive personality. These are very, very harmful. To put a label on yourself is, is a very harmful thing because uh, you're, you're, it's an intellectual thing. You see, it has nothing to do with uh, your experience. So, the uh, opposite of that is to become aware without thinking, reasoning, categorizing or using any kind of theory. Just observing what there is at a deeper and a deeper and a deeper level till a point comes where you have no words to express it. There is no category. There are no words. You know, when, when we take people into this kind of wise processes, we come to a point from the emotions to the imagination to the experience to a point where they cannot say anything. 
and then they bring their hands together you know like it is crushing something that i feel ah, 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 they can only make sounds and gestures they can't even express it anymore in words and that's the point where they are more aware of their pattern that's and that's really healing so what is opposite is thinking and oh i think you know i have this or that. no 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 this is so the whole if if i was to summarize the entire approach of homeopathy the entire approach of homeopathy is observation and awareness and the opposite of that is to try to find a reason to ask why the the question why is uh, is exactly against homeopathy we never ever ask why to anything why are you angry no 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 answer to this it's a theory but what is the experience of anger can you close your eyes and experience anger within yourself in your body and mind so the what of something is the answer not the why of something and that's where homeopathy differs from modern medicine because for modern medicine everything must have a cause or an etiology why do you have this you know why and you know that 95% of the illnesses the causes are not known why does somebody have cancer or autoimmune disorder psoriasis or eczema vitiligo or migraine it's just theory but if you ask the migraine person what is it that you experience as migraine there is an answer to that and when you become aware of that the answer is in that awareness so let him experience the migraine and describe to you the experience of it that migraine is also an expression of the deepest pattern of that individual and when that pattern is brought to light it automatically fades away but of course it's a process there is no miracles here it's a lifelong process of awareness and a gradual healing that can happen the process of awareness frees yourself of your pattern gradually and that itself makes all the changes in your life so every improvement that you want hmm. can happen if you become aware of your pattern and the pattern dilutes so then you are responding to the current situation and not to your pattern you see you are you are doing what is appropriate in the moment and not what your pattern kind of compels you to do hmm. and that itself is a big relief for you and for everybody around you i was going to ask you about personalities you know there's a saying in english that a leopard cannot change its spots and what that means is that if you have a certain uh profile or psyche then there may be a response to remedies there may be a, a cure but eventually you may end up going back to how you were wherever that predefined moment may be in your life which defines you before treatment what what's your what's your opinion of that of that yes yes i think your question is very very apt and correct and i will take you back to that statement you said that the leopard cannot change its spots and this is absolutely right however the pattern that i am talking about are not the spots of a leopard they are not your intrinsic nature they are something that is superimposed upon your healthy self they are like the colored glasses that you are wearing and they are not you so what happens in the wise processes is that as we observe the pattern this is very beautiful something i will tell you as we observe or we encourage or facilitate the person to observe their pattern the pattern is very intense you see there's oh i am feeling crushed i'm feeling oh i feel everything is coming towards me oh it's very intense you see when you go to that depth there is a, a very intense pattern in almost everyone but then what we do is we tell this individual now you can see this pattern right and if you can see this pattern it means this pattern is not you because there is someone who is seeing it who is not in that pattern otherwise it is not if that pattern was you 
there was no way in which you could have an objective view of it so there is somebody neutral a witness who is away from this pattern we tell them see that this pattern is something that comes like a wave it kind of occupies you for some time and then it is gone so it's not you then who are you so then we uh, this there is no answer to the question and crudely if i was to say i would say you are the space in which patterns appear and disappear but none of those patterns are you none of the thoughts are you none of the emotions are you you are just the neutral space in which things happen so when that realization comes then you see it can dilute and you realize that you are not a leopard with the spots you see it's not intrinsic to you these are patterns that happen to you and through awareness they can dilute and this is what happens with homeopathic treatment with awareness we very well know that people change people get healthier people get calmer and mm-hmm. more peaceful and you can see that happening and it must be happening through some kind of awareness you see when somebody becomes aware then he heals and it's very possible so the leopard analogy does not apply to patterns i'm 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 very thrilled to hear that actually <laughs> that's uh, very eloquently uh, put i wanted to ask you about uh, raga therapy and i know that you have a, a great uh, love and passion for song and um, for those who who actually want to to hear dr rajan um, and song you can follow his socials on instagram uh, especially and uh, they are very beautiful and i can see how mesmerized you are from those short clips so how how did that come about or has that actually always been there as far as a, a, a love that you have i can say that from a long time i have been uh, interested in music and uh, honestly admit uh, that if i was not a homeopath i would like to be a, a singer hmm. and in my fantasies i am but usually these fantasies are only in the shower otherwise not <laughs> <laughs> okay I, i didn't expect that <laughs> <laughs> i uh, yeah 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 i remember a movie by woody allen where uh, you know i think it was something called rome romance in rome or something like that and uh, he sees the, he he goes to the house of this uh, uh, boyfriend of his daughter and the boyfriend's father is singing so beautifully in the shower so beautifully and uh, woody allen is a uh, like a, a, a music director of some movies or something like that so he said oh i have found talent i have found talent and the fellow says come for an audition and that fellow comes for an audition and he cannot sing at all so finally Woody Allen takes the shower to the audition and he makes him stand under the shower and he he sings beautifully brilliant <laughs> so some people are shower singers like me but in any case indian classical music which i like a lot is something that affected me very deeply i felt some it does something to me i was not sure what what it does but the notes of the music and the indian uh, classical music consists of what is called ragas or melodies and each raga is a, a specific combination of the seven notes of music you know and some in the major some in the minor scale and the way it is sung and within that grammar you can make any number of songs within that melody that's a raga so i started learning music about 30 years ago from a very 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 kind teacher of mine who's unfortunately no more but we had an amazing relationship and uh, it was beautiful i learned and uh, etc then i thought to myself that if each raga has an individual energy pattern you see all these notes of music are energy patterns sound is energy so if you have a specific combination of notes it must denote a certain pattern an energy pattern hmm. and uh, in hindustani or indian music 
ragas are known to have certain moods each raga has a certain mood it has a certain time of the day it has a certain season so each raga has an individuality and what i found is that uh, when i would sing the raga with my teacher and even without him uh, if i really put my heart and soul in it the raga would completely occupy the entire space you know i would disappear and the raga would uh, you know uh, express its personality it was it was an amazing amazing experience and i thought that each raga must have a certain pattern and if if that is so then can it not be used to heal people who have a similar pattern within them similar to the homeopathic remedy that was the beginning and uh, so in homeopathy we have a a process called proving which means if we want to know what a certain remedy substance can cause in terms of mind or body symptoms we give it to healthy volunteers to test it and they write down in a systematic manner what happens in their mind in their body in their dreams etc etc and that's what we use to match remedies with patients so i thought why not we do similar process with melodies or ragas so i in the, over the last 20 25 years i have been working on this with some gaps of course and uh, we proved or we tested uh, ragas uh, across continents so i made sure that it was not india specific that this should have a universal kind of similarity hmm. if it was to be true and so we had provers from many countries and especially during the covid time i thought this is the best way everybody is kind of imprisoned in their house not knowing what to do so let's let's do something so every week i would sing one raga to a group of 25 people from across the world and we collected all the symptoms from them and then we understood that each raga has a very unique pattern we did some statistical work to see what is the similarity and it was quite remarkable and uh, then we tried the same raga with a instrument with a vocal with and it was all the 70% of it was the same so i understood that raga has specificity and if i can identify the individual state of each raga then i can create a kind of an app that can you know you go to the app and then you can feed in what is the mood you have what is the experience you have what is the sensation you have etc and then through an algorithm that is inbuilt into the app the app will identify which is the raga that matches your state at that moment and then the app has my voice in it so this is what we have created it's called the raga therapy app and it is found on both the platforms android as well as on the apple platforms and what what is the um what is the feedback that you've received it must be very very positive indeed it around the very, world yes it is very positive it is very positive i have hardly received a neutral or a negative feedback most people who went to it and they recommended it to even other people and even many of my patients they say that when they put in the information the raga that is uh, emerges uh, helps them a lot that's uh, that's amazing that uh, you know it's uh, healing through through sound through harmonics because and, you know uh, we have we have what is called music therapy this is universally popular nowadays but for me the question was what does music therapy mean you know which music heals who it cannot be that i sing a song and it heals everybody uniformly there yeah. must be some logic to this and the only logic that i know is the homeopathic logic so the music that is similar to your music is the music that will heal you and luckily the indian ragas lend itself to this kind of methodology because of their specificity that's that's so wonderful to know so for the listeners um if you want to know more about raga therapy of course you can go to dr uh, sankaran's website and also the raga therapy app is available on both the apple and android stores at this point i could sing you uh, oh, a, yes, 
one or two minutes of a specific raga which is called rag yaman i will sing you then you can just um, close your eyes allow the raga to float into you and to to kind of become aware of emotions thoughts experiences physical sensations visualizations that occur as you allow the raga to come into you without thinking without any kind of logic or even judgment or even comparison you know just pure experience as you hear it and okay. then i will tell you what we found with it and maybe you can uh, relate to it or not mm-hmm. ne sa so everyone will have an individual experience so there's no right or wrong here but a, a good majority of people who heard this uh, this raga or hear this raga experience a sense of separation from their loved one this is one common theme that emerged with this hearing of this raga as if as a person you love is leaving you or going away from you and you feel oh i'm missing this one so much and uh, a kind of emptiness that mm. you experience at the loss of a loved one so this in uh, in homeopathy this corresponds to the remedy natrum carbonicum so one of the ways also we use the ragas is to give the corresponding raga which corresponds to the remedy also Yes. Well, Dr. Rajan Sankaran, thank you so much for that. I mean, the the journey that you've had, the insights and experiences are so incredible. And the fact that they're helping so many people, it's been an absolute honor, as I said to you right at the beginning, it truly is. And um, to just have some of your thoughts and experiences and insights. There is maybe just one more aspect that uh, we have not yet touched upon. Uh, in this talk and i think that will kind of complete whatever we have been speaking so far and that that aspect is the spiritual aspect hmm. you see for me this journey uh, of being a homeopath is not a journey that can be seen in isolation i i don't see myself really as a homeopath or as a musician or anything as i see myself as a as a a spirit on a journey you see 
and uh, which has taken on a role uh, for this lifetime mm-hmm. and it's a role i have taken on it's it's again if you give the analogy of the leopard and the spots these spots are not my spots <laughs> they, are, they are just labels that i have stuck on myself you see mm. and if i can see myself different from my spots i can see myself just as a spirit or something like that i mean to put it in a very um, in a crude way also i it's not so i'm not putting it subtly but even this i which is saying it's my spots or not my spots who is this i who is speaking you know the inquiry into who is the i who is saying i you see and if you keep going into that inquiry at some point the i sense disappears and enlarges and becomes a much 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 larger sense of being or presence which has no beginning no end no birth no death and uh, that's who we really are and uh, basically everything we do in my understanding is to um, is to come to that kind of awakening of who we really are and uh, i wrote about this journey in a book that i recently uh, wrote about a year or two years ago and if people are interested in this journey then this book is something i would suggest it's called manji the boatman it's m a n j h i and the boatman and uh, it's available of course on all amazon and everything like that but uh, this is where i felt that i should share this journey and it could be of help and it's a book that i recommend to my patients as a healing uh, as a healing reading one could say Dr. Rajan Sankaran and I do as I said um, it's been a great honor and I do hope in the very near future we can talk some more but uh, until then it's been an absolute delight thank you so very much yeah thank you so much it has been really very nice to speak with you your questions are very uh, appropriate and uh, it brought out whatever i could share thank you i do hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the homeopathy health show Please do support the show by clicking follow on my socials. Remember the more exposure the podcast receives, the better for homeopathy around the world. You can find me on Instagram by searching for @like_treatslike and on both Facebook and TikTok by searching for @like_treatslike. So let's promote the voice of homeopathy on radio and podcast around the world together. Don't forget to visit me online at www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast tab. Here you'll be able to see all the guests that have joined me on the show so far. And of course, you can stream on demand the latest episode to your mobile, tablet or PC. Until next time, stay safe and take care.